Hey guys, welcome to Beyond the Pictures. I am Richard. And I'm Delina. And we are so excited to have you all here for another episode as we dive in today on what it takes as it pertains to starting a marriage. Um, and I think Delina is going to actually break this down as far as where the question comes from and all of that. But before we get into that, we are going to start off with our Tea with the Taylor segment. Um, as you all know, if you've been listening in, we start each podcast off with our massive love for tea and our massive tea collection. So today we've got a few teas. We actually decided to split up. We didn't we didn't come in here doing the same tea today. So Delina, what you got? It smells good. I have the French Toast Blend from David's Tea. David's Tea. Now, for those of y'all that don't know, David's Tea, I'm going to put y'all on the game. I know everybody knows about Tivana, and Tivana is <laughs> great, but David's Tea is better. <laughs> Simply put, David's Tea is much better. It's pretty amazing. Now, the interesting part is that David's Tea is not everywhere. We have one here in Washington State by us. I actually got privy to David's Tea during my time in Chicago, fell in love with them. They do a bunch of amazing loose leaf teas. So you say you got the, you said French toast? I got the French toast one, but I added some boosts into it. So I added some. What you, what you, what you putting in your tea? Maca root powder oh, and okay. ashwagandha <laughs> root powder. I'm like, come on now. This some is a super, family show, Delina. No, some superfoods <laughs> up in there. Stop. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm an idiot. Don't pay me any attention. And I actually, I went really simple today, guys. I am doing the Trader Joe's Organic Moroccan Mint Green Tea. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually one of my seasonal teas that I do usually around the time like cold season starts or um, since I lead worship and I'm singing a lot or even during speaking season. Um, I try and keep this on um, hand just because it is a great tea as it pertains to being able to kind of break through the phlegm and the mucus and all of that. So those are our two teas that we've got today. And we're going to go ahead and jump straight into today's topic, which I think you all are going to enjoy. So, yeah. So the question we got from one of our listeners was, um, what are like some best tips in starting out your marriage and finding balance, like with work, life and Christ-centered? Um, and in no way have uh, have we perfected this. Speak for yourself. No, um, I'm just playing. Whatever. In <laughs> no way have we perfected this. We're uh, about a year and a half into our, our marriage, and we just figured out what is working, what hasn't worked, and is, are still trying to implement new things and improve things that we are currently doing. Yep. So do you want to start off? Uh, no, you were going to start off, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, work life in Christ-centered. I... When I look and think of that, for me, with keeping it Christ-centered, it it is God, husband, over everything else. So God is in line, my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my husband, over everything else. And Richard knows I'm a workaholic, but I've come to learn that if I don't have balance and peace and kind of a routine with God and my meeting time with him and my connection time with my husband— Everything else is going to fall short as well. Um, So with that, I think in trying to find a balance in there, it really depends on like you and your husband's schedule. What does it look like? Um, As an example, Richard travels more and he is at home more often. I'm in and out of the house for work. I have like a regular nine to five technically. And for us, what works is like we start the day together, we end it together. We start the day and we will pray. Um, we'll maybe drink some tea or 
you know, um, kind of just plan plan out how we want the day to go by talking and praying together and just helping each other out. Like he knows I need a quiet start to my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I know in the evening, he needs a quiet wind down and we wind down together or some days we do it separately, but we do find time to, out of our week to come together um, and connect where we put those Christ-centered tasks or meetings in there uh we do do individual studies and readings to meet with the lord on our own but we also make sure that we come together to do um maybe read a book read some scripture uh listen to some sermons together uh we'll cook together and or we'll do games together um i noticed and i've seen before that a lot of couples or a lot of people will do movie nights or Sometimes it can be in a, a routine of Netflix all the time. And I personally don't like that. Um, I want to be disconnected because it, from a lot of technology and a lot of mindless entertainment um, that just isn't benefiting our relationship or fully helping us. Um, I got to stay filled up. He has to stay filled up. And sometimes some entertainment in TV is just killing the time until tomorrow. And that doesn't make me feel feel fully productive mm, that's good what do you killing think, the time until tomorrow I yeah. feel like that i mean that's i don't think about it like that all the time but that's actually really good just killing the time until tomorrow yeah. um kind of escaping what we have to go back to per se right. um and so you know i think that's really good um i would actually peel back a, a step because you know obviously we can talk about you know um what it is to start you know, in a marriage. And that's great. But I think, too, you know, it, it starts before this point of being married and being married, you know, like a you know young marriage, so, so to speak. But I think even looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, now you're engaged, because this is what we're seeing a lot of in society nowadays, like, literally between Thanksgiving and the New Year's, we saw so many people getting engaged and so excited and so happy for them. Um, But at the same time, like, I truly believe that that is where the next level preparation starts Mm -hmm. um, as it pertains to starting in a marriage, Um, you know, being able to start having those conversations, even outside of marriage counseling or marriage mentoring um, and having those conversations as it pertains to uh, what it looks like from a standpoint of how are you how are you brought up when it came to some of your understandings as far as living with someone else like did you see that example if so what was that example like for you but then also asking the questions of you know what does it look like for you when it comes to how you live as a person Mm -hmm. you know what does your home space look like um and this was something if i can be transparent you know that i wasn't the best in uh in my first marriage um and something that i just i I think, you know, over a period of time, you know, got better at it. But, you know, it was trying to put like the right eggs into the wrong basket type of thing. And so it, it I still s- struggled and suffered. But, you know, that was one thing that I think as you and I were moving into the space of our marriage, I, I wanted to make sure that I was much better at, which was 
having an understanding that I'm not a bachelor anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not living in college. So like the right. way that I live and not just from like a cleanliness standpoint, but <clears throat> just a consideration standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we have the conversation about men and women and coming together as one living under one roof, cleanliness is always like the first thing that goes to it. But I think beyond cleanliness, you know, we we actually need to talk about consideration because you're not living on your own anymore. And you've got to be mindful of um, respecting the space that you're in with that person. Yeah. It's funny because I tend to see that a lot, too. Um, I've noticed like in some relationships, it's one or the other and rarely – but there are some. Rarely have I seen that both are both like super cleanly, mm-hmm. strict. It's usually the guy's more and the woman's not, or the woman's more and the guy's not. But with that, it's like, don't let that cause strife. Find a balance in that where you compromise, but also prioritize. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what's okay to let go of to tomorrow that you can at least go to bed and know that's not going to be on your mind all night and if it is that should be a priority to be taken care of um but know that sometimes even after a long day the dishes can wait the laundry can wait (laughs) you need rest and you're laughing at me because most of the time i can't wait but (laughs) yeah But I'm learning. That's where I still want to implement and improve in those areas of being able to stop and rest, come home, and know that my workday's over. I still would like and prefer my house to feel a certain type of way. Um, visually, it's calming to me. But I also have to learn, like, at the end of the day, my health and my well-being is more important than making sure my place looks good because no one else is going to see it right now, just me. And sometimes that can stress me out. So I I have to prioritize what is worth taking care of and what is not worth it and that I can wait till later. That's good. Yeah, no, that's real. And I think too, um, as we talk about like just prep prior to marriage, it's also important for us to, um, within consideration of how we live as people, um, we've got to really start to consider being accountable for ourselves after we think about those things that we have possessed for so long when it comes to our lifestyles and our beliefs like, okay, now this has been you, but I I think it's safe to ask the question to yourself of what am I willing to die to as I step into this next phase with this person that I'm going to call my husband or my wife? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I want to challenge the men who hear this because I think it's important that you know, we take some time to really think about this because we can be very prideful and we can be very stubborn. Um, and when we talk about dying to things that have been embedded in us for so long, um, it, it can be a battle, a power struggle, I'll call it. Um, and I think that we've got to be able to learn to overcome that for the sanctity of our marriage and for just a very productive, loving free lifestyle Mm -hmm. with our our spouse um and and that's okay like it doesn't make you any less of a man if you find yourself not only compromising but also learning to let go of certain things and the reason why i say this is because i and maybe this is just my way of thinking but i usually hear a lot of people talk about 
oh, marriage is hard, marriage is hard, marriage is hard. One of the things that I personally see from this is that the hardest parts of marriage, uh, I mean, you have life struggles and you have the things that life throw at you. But when I actually listen to a lot of people who've been married for a while talk about what makes marriage hard, a lot of it does flow back to that person as it pertains to things that they have to die to mm-hmm. or... <clears throat> Um, you know, they'll, they'll, it's easy for us to throw the blame on a spouse and be like, well, my wife just does this and it drives me crazy. And that's understandable that certain things will drive you up a wall. But at the same time, you know, there is a portion of us that has to be able to learn from that. Like, why is it triggering us? You know, is it something inside of us that's deeper, that's being triggered that maybe we need to address in the triggering? Like just little things I think about like that. And, and as I just, I don't know, maybe it's the, the pseudo psychologist in me, but I just pick up on things like that when I hear it. And I'm noticing more and more that some of the hardest parts that we deal with um, in in marriage are definitely us being able to um, just mesh with a person and in, in, in getting over our me, me, me type of mentality yeah. a lot of times. I think what I've learned a lot too is when you're in marriage, you see way more of your own flaws yeah, than yeah, you yeah. do the other person. And yeah, it's easy to point the finger at the other person. But for me, it's like, wow, I'm in a, I'm in a marriage with a great person, but I'm like, you fully see how flawed you are and not in like a condemning way, but it's just like, wow, I can get super irritable from this and this and this. I can be super selfish in this and this and this. And learning to be able to communicate that and not communicate it in a way where I need the other person to to change but communicating it in a way as i don't want this to be a struggle Mm -hmm. or to be a hindrance um but these are the areas that i need to die in and i i you know the cliche of happy wife happy life it's gonna no it takes two where both people are fully intended to make the other one happy that means you gotta die to yourself and if my husband's happy, I'm happy. If he's taken care of, everything else will be taken care of. I'm taken care of. So is it safe to say happy house, happy spouse? Yeah. Okay, boom, yeah. there we go. <laughs> we found our level playing ground. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a stickler. Like, I like order. I like a plan. And life is not going to be that way. So sometimes I'm just like, okay, I know what I can't control. Yeah. And what I can control um I will do to the best of my ability. And I'm still learning with things where trying to, oops, sorry, phone call. Um, But I'm still also learning to be able to communicate more instead of just taking the initiative that I'm used to being by myself, not having to answer to anyone Mm -hmm. and just going forward and reorganizing or redoing something. I'm still like, oh, I, I can tend to think that he'll come in and be like, oh yeah, I did this. I left that there and it's going to still kind of be that way and I'll figure it out. Okay. My mind works completely different. So if Mm -hmm. I'm not going to communicate or um, let him know something changed, um, and that might might work for your partner or it may not. Maybe you might have to like have a discussion before you do anything. Yeah. Um I think that's important. I mean, yeah. but you, that was a healthy challenge for us actually yeah. early on in our marriage because Delina um mm-hmm. par- probably probably partially because of the military background, you know, with um your dad and yeah. that that lifestyle. 
and just learning to be so independent. You know, early on, that was one of the things that we and it, it, it was interesting because it wasn't really discussed until after certain things had happened. But she had been so used to just doing so much on her own and kind of just making moves. And, and I get it. Um, but at the same time, it was one of those things where I think as we had the conversation, it was a need to take a step back and be like, well, man, like, you're right, babe. Like, it's not me on my own anymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. us now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that is an important focal point of conversation for anyone who is prepping for marriage or starting in a marriage is being able to have those conversations like that and and not just having a conversation, but asking yourself what it, what am I willing to change within this and what do I need to change so that because it's not just a thing of communication. It's the actions that come behind the communication, yeah. too. Willing to let go. Yeah, yeah. Because I can still be in spaces where I can take care of some things myself. And my husband, he wants to help me. And I'm like, I don't need help. But it's also like he's not trying to be controlling. He's not trying to overdo it or do it better than me. He's genuinely trying to help me and be there for me. And I want him to be Miss Do-It-All, Have-It-All, and I can't sometimes. So be willing to let someone help you. And I have a hard time asking for help. Um, I don't it's, – it's, it's, it's weird. But, yeah, it's like I got to know when to ask for help. I got to let him help me and be the lead and be the man. Um, and we do it together. Like in a marriage, it is coming together and doing it together and figuring out what works for each other. Finding that balance. Balance, it's hard. And it, balance looks different for everyone. But setting a routine or a rhythm that is healthy and manageable mm-hmm. within your guys' time, constraints, limits, um, but prioritizing each other, prioritizing what needs to be done within the household, um, what can be left to the other day. I just listen, uh, recently remembered, like, it's great if, if to-do lists are great have three major things that you want to have tackled done in that day that you guys can do together. And you may have like a laundry list of things that need to be done, but at least you feel like you will be getting somewhere and not feeling like you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah, that's good. I think too, um, guys, it's important. Um, it's always crazy because of course we live in the society now where everybody brags about being an introvert and folks, mm-hmm. uh, brag about like their personality traits and I think a lot of this when it comes to starting in a marriage is going to boil down to not only having an understanding of the personality traits that Mm -hmm. you brag about but also having an understanding of the personality trait of the person that you're going to marry as well Mm -hmm. um so I think it's important that we take that time to truly understand what it is like so of course you know our instagram handle is at extra introverted life mm-hmm. and that was on purpose like i'm a huge extrovert delina's an introvert yeah. um and and you know while we we have fun with this but it's actually been one of the most resourceful things in understanding how the other person functions um through those personality traits right and you have a bunch of different personality tests you can take out here some some that even tell you more so along the lines of like your spiritual gifts that Mm -hmm. come along with it as well which is so phenomenal but i think that that was one of the things that you know we we learned early on it was like you know we always jokingly say opposites attract but i mean and with that being true it's kind of like one of those things of okay well if we are opposite we need to be able to respect these boundaries as it pertains to 
who you are. I don't want to force and push anything onto Delina that is going to cause her to start being someone or something that she's not and mm-hmm. vice versa. Right. And I think even as we go through marriage now on a daily, like this is stuff that we we talk about as 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 we move forward in anything that we do. And so I think it's important that we do that because a lot of times it, it boils down to how we function on a day-to-day, like our schedules, like our sleeping, our patterns. She knows when it's time for me to wind down because I wake up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And so while I'm not going to bed until, what, 10-ish, I'm I'm tired at 7. Like, I'm kind of just like, like, you know, little things like that. I don't know. Yeah, and I would say we've taken many different personality tests, like he said, but what I really liked was the Enneagram types or the Mm -hmm. Enneagram tests. And what I liked about that was it was very in-depth, not just spiritually, but it was in-depth in the area of showing you what you look like at your best, Mm -hmm. healthy best, and what your attitude and like characteristics are when you're at your worst and kind of being able to help you identify and recognize that within yourself Mm -hmm. and with your spouse. So I thought that was really helpful to be like, okay, if I'm noticing these things in myself or in him, then like he's not his best right now. And I'm not going to fault him for that. And I go to prayer in that. And I just try to always remember, like, I'm going to love on him the way the Lord loves him. Um, and not give an attitude back or anything because it's not really worth it. Or I will just be like, hey, I'll talk to you when you're feeling better. It's not important to do it right now. And even with that, like me being an introvert, he knows that I have a very short like battery level when it comes to just being social awesome. interaction, <laughs> social interactions. <laughs> but like just being on the go all the time, especially with my current work, like I'm on the go all day. It's a very different dynamic for me. And it's very mentally draining physically draining and I get burnt out really easily and he had to like learn and recognize okay you might need a nap you might need just quiet you need to read your book you need to spend time with God and that helps me just kind of be in a better space to be able to deal with him and anyone else and just be able to start the next day feeling refreshed sometimes you you guys have to help each other kind of feel refreshed in the day the next day um and sometimes that's just drinking tea, taking a shower, going to sleep. Yeah, love her tea. She <laughs> loves her tea. So it's funny, guys, because this didn't come in like some huge prophetic revelation to yeah. us either. Um, actually, when Our I really started so to, yeah, they are. When I really started to understand Delina as an introvert, it came through a joke one day. We were supposed to be going out on a Saturday and like we were getting ready to leave in about a few hours or whatever and she did something and i was like look if you don't get it together and stop playing with me i was like we will not go anywhere and she looks at me straight face and is like don't threaten me with a good time and i'm like what and you no, you were like we'll stay home yeah i was like we'll stay home like and she was like that's fine like i'm totally good with that i'm like why are you okay with staying in the house but i think that was the first time that i really started taking a different approach and understanding you know, her and, and her personality type as it pertains to introverts being totally good with being at home with the book cooped up, chilling out or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. But then on the flip side, too, you know, with her showing so much love for me, knowing that I get my energy from people and being out and about. And so I think that's something that we've really started to really hone down on even more is 
we split up our months when it comes to activities because mm-hmm. we are involved in ministry with our church and we do a lot of hanging out. We got a lot of friends between where we used to live and all through the city. So we split up time a lot. And with that being the case, I think that it's important that I make sure I don't have her too burnt out because if it was up to me, we would hang out every weekend. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, she's like, I know that you being cooped up in the house makes you cray cray. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So finding that balance. Exactly. Finding the balance. Practicing that balance. And yeah, and just going into it. Yeah, practice it. Because he can tell when I am tired and I'm just like, and if I'm going to try and go past my limit, I'm just like hungover, sleepy, falling asleep in the car and just not in it. And I can't even like turn myself on to be social. It's so hard. But also like learning through it, that helps you let go of disappointment and expectations. Like, I can't expect him, I can't put him in a space or bring him to a certain space and expect him to be in a good mood if he's been super exhausted, super tired, just got back into town from an event. Like, we just have to recognize what is going to be healthy and helpful to us or what's just going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I would also say, guys, look, as as we talk about this whole starting, you know, in marriage or prepping for marriage, it's important that you check your attitudes, like seriously. Um, Many times it can be very easy for you to say and do things that you can't necessarily take back. And while forgiveness is something that can be given, um, it's one of those things where you could have avoided so much. And so I think that it's important for us to check our attitudes as we approach this thing, how we talk to one another, um, being able to function in in a form of grace. Um, I think grace is so important when we talk about um, marriage, like grace in itself. You know, we talk about God showing us grace and love and mercy. And I think it's important as well that we do the same thing to each other. Like I need to function in a grace, understanding one, that you're not perfect, but also even deeper than that, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And while it's easy for me to get upset with something in this moment right now, it's actually foolish because of the fact that I'm going to have my day when I do something and I mess up and, yeah. and I'm going to expect to have the same kind of patience and grace shown on me. Yeah. And there's just so many things that we do have to balance, not just life, family, friends, work, but I mean, our social media, anything that you're involved in or a part of is helpful and could be a distraction. Um, and that's just hard because, like, I, I, I'm – my memory isn't what it used to be. So sometimes I'm like, babe, I cannot remember. Oh, so she'd be talking like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I have – or my mind is racing and all over the place. Like I said, if, we're, if you're stretched and you are trying to manage so many things – I've noticed like, babe, I didn't hear you correctly. I can't remember what you said. I'm sorry that maybe I didn't give you my undivided attention. Sometimes you just got to put the phone down. Sometimes you got to turn the TV off, whatever it is, and just zone in so you can fully be there with your spouse or your partner and remember what's important, what matters to them, what matters to you. Because at the end of the day, that healthy connection and home is going to make everything else healthy and flourish and just good. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, I think that uh, you touched on a whole lot. And (laughs) I would also say, too, because we're going to get ready to wrap this up, but it's important for you as you start your marriage as well to 
I think just for me, one of the things I'm learning more and more is that this is a new journey and you cannot allow the fears of your past relationships um, and your past insecurities to travel with you as you embark on this next phase in life. And that comes from so many different areas. Um, insecurities when it comes to uh, you as a person physically, right? Obviously, you talk about marriage, like you are going to be in a position to where to a degree, what do we say? Your body is not your own, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you're in a shared space with somebody and they're going to have full access to you. And it can be very hard to feel comfortable in your skin sometimes because of the fact that you're now around this person and they see what you call flaws mm -hmm. um, physically. Um, they see what you call, call flaws when it comes to your emotions, some of the, the mental breakdowns that you have at times, the sadness, the sorrow, some of your biggest concerns, your biggest fears, like all of that stuff. And I want to encourage you all to really start to channel in and deal with that because no matter how much um, counseling or whatever you do from a standpoint of, of marriage, it's it's so important that internally you deal with the you factor in that because that can ultimately start to damage a marriage as well. Yeah. And then I would say the finances are important too. Having that conversation. We did mm -hmm. the Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott, um, the Symbis program. We took the assessment test and then we also did our marriage mentoring around their books, um, Saving a Marriage Before It Starts. Mm -hmm. um, and it was phenomenal uh, stuff that we kind of go back to here and there when we, you know, just want to kind of spruce it up from a standpoint of staying, you know, in a good, consistent hot space. And so and let me specify hot space. I don't mean like sexually. <laughs> I'm talking about hot space from a standpoint of um, just keeping the head of steam going like with the good, consistent mm -hmm. flow in the marriage. And so. I love the the Simbis book because it talked a lot about understanding yourself emotionally through money and the things that you've learned growing up, things that you've seen from your parents or your caretakers or, you know, guardians or whomever it might have been, how you handle things emotionally um, and the family lineage. We talk about generational things like how that's played a part on how you function and do you. So yeah. I think that's important as and well. And your current relationship with money. Right. Right. Absolutely. So these are just a few things from us, guys. We mm -hmm. definitely hope that you all can take something from it. And um, of course, as always, if you have questions, you're more than free to drop them here on the Anchor app. Or if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, please feel free to go ahead and drop us a message on our Instagram page for those listeners that aren't on Anchor um, at DM Taylor. Mm -hmm. I think I said it wrong. No, There's a period right. in there somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> um, or Richard.TaylorJr. Or our joint page at Extra Introverted Life. Um, we love you guys. And we're so excited. Just for those of you all who are embarking upon this space in marriage. For those of you all who are going to be engaged this year and don't even know it yet. For those of you all that are getting ready to meet your <laughs> new booze. And for those of you all that are already in this thing. <laughs> it is a beautiful process. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful journey. And we have to treat it as such. Yeah. Love you guys. Talk to you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Bye-bye.